Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is My Joy Level is Not Another's Responsibility. To laugh, you have to let go of something. That's one of the basic teachings that we have. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5, it says, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The highest level of spiritual warfare is the decision to think higher than what you're feeling and experiencing, to think through God's promises. The greatest strongholds blocking the purposes of God are not regional demonic principalities. They're belief systems in the minds of Christians. And you know what's so powerful when we actually begin to understand this and we understand that God's given us weapons. It says the weapons, plural, of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, one of the weapons is the weapon of laughter. Because when we're able to laugh at the lies that create our lack of hope, the lies that tell us that past experience is true instead of God's word, laughter starts to disempower those lies. It's a weapon. Because to laugh, you have to let go of something. And I love to share when I minister on just the power of using this weapon of laughter. I like to share this. To laugh, you have to let go of something. You know, Wendy and I, we've been married over 40 years. We love each other. We're best friends. But we still don't always agree with one another. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> and when we're not agreeing, especially when I think she's really wrong, I'm not laughing. Because if I laugh, she'll think things are okay. She'll think she's okay. I do not want her to think about that. Wendy, I'm a victim of you. My joy depends on your behavior. For me to walk in biblical joy, you need to do what I think you should be doing. <laughs> but how many of you know when I finally laugh? Ha <laughs> ha! You know, I've let go of that thing. Whatever it was, anger, manipulation, frustration, whatever I was pulling out of my relational toolkit at the time, you can't hold on to those things and laugh at the same time. You have to let go of one or the other. And I know this, to, that we don't laugh all the time. We weep with those who weep. But still, the joy of the Lord is our strength. A merry heart is good like medicine. And laughter is a powerful weapon. You know, I chuckle every time when I share that, especially when I indicate my joy levels depend on Wendy's behavior. I laugh, but I'm also convicted because I realize how much I do depend on what other people do to determine my joy levels. Well, one of the biggest lies of the victim mindset is this. Other people are responsible for my joy level and happiness. <laughs> Other people are responsible for my joy level and happiness. 
if we battle this, you know, we, we are unconsciously looking for a spouse, our children, our parents, a friend, a leader, or someone else to do the right thing to prove they love us or to validate us. Listen, hear this today. We cannot depend on other people to fill our joy tanks. Ultimately, every person will disappoint us. If we depend on others and don't take responsibility for ourselves, then we will never find the joy of the Lord as our strength. Now, codependency in our relationships causes us to primarily look to others to meet our emotional needs. Let me say this. Codependency in our relationships primarily will cause us to primarily look to other people to meet our emotional needs. Now, I read this uh, definition of codependency in the Psych Central website. It's good. Listen to this. Codependency is characterized by a person belonging to a dysfunctional, one-sided relationship where one person relies on the other for meeting all of their emotional and self-esteem needs. Let me say that again. Codependency is characterized by a person belonging to a dysfunctional, one-sided relationship where one person relies on the other for meeting nearly all of their emotional and self-esteem needs. It also describes a relationship that enables another person to maintain their irresponsible, addictive, or underachieving behavior. And so I don't want to be codependent on other people. I don't want my emotional needs to be dependent upon what other people do, you know. And I know this. I know that, you know, that in relationships, there's a give and take. And if there's a one-sidedness in relationships, then I, I'm going to need to evaluate what I'm to do about it. But I'm a powerful person. I can make the decisions. And I'm, I'm powerful as well to be able to believe the right thing in those. And so today, I want to do this. I want to give you six steps to break the tendency of expecting others to meet our self-esteem and emotional needs, including our joy. Step number one is just admit your tendencies. Admit our tendencies. It is a forward-moving act to humble ourselves and admit our dependence on others for our joy level. You know, as I think about that, that's, it's always just powerful just to say, yep, here's my tendency. I really don't walk in joy unless other people are doing what I think they should be doing. Yeah, yeah that's a, it takes a big person to admit that. Number two is repent from it. As we humble ourselves before God, we will find grace to renounce and replace this victim mindset with the truth that we are strong and powerful in Him and that we are not a victim but a victor. So we re repent from it. We, we humble ourselves. And then as we humble ourselves, we're going to find God's grace causing us. And as we, as we agree with that grace, as we agree with, with, with God's heart, then we turn from the being codependent and having our joy just up and down based on what others are doing. Number three is take ownership of your own joy. Say this out loud. I, not others, determine how much joy I walk in. Say it with me. I, not others, 
determine how much joy I walk in. Say it again with me. I, not others, determine how much joy I walk in. Number four, value soul prosperity over good circumstances. Now, this, this is a challenging one, but, but just hear me on this. Value soul prosperity over good circumstances. Our response to something is almost always more important than the something. Beloved, I pray that you be in health and prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. That's such a, that's such a, a big one. And, you know, when we go after soul prosperity, I remember, you know, when Wendy and I would do finances, and I've talked about this, this dark cloud would hover over us. And, you know, our, our attitude about finances was a bigger problem than the finances. And we started going after the dark cloud and started getting, trying to get into agreement and, in, in our spirit. And that's, you know, it's, it's true for, for other areas as well. Number five, get vision and purpose for difficult times. Get vision and purpose for difficult times. James 1, 2, and 3 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing, and it goes on to say the testing of your faith, it produces all these positive qualities. But it says, Account it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing. There's something you know. You know God's, God's doing something. God doesn't cause the negative to happen, but as we respond to it uh, in a healthy way, uh, in, in a joyful way, it's going to lead us powerful. And then number six, celebrate progress, not perfection. You know, it's one thing to take ownership of our joy, but it's a real journey to walk it out. <laughs> you know, we could take ownership, but wow, you know what I'm, what I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be dependent of what other people are doing. I'm taking ownership for it right now. I, not others, determine the level of joy I walk in, you know, just, but we, in that journey, we just need to celebrate progress. And, you know, we're just because we, we embrace something like this and then we have a difficulty and we're just moved by what other people are doing or not doing, you know, we can think, well, that's not working. This message isn't going to work for me. <laughs> no, we, again, we're trying to learn to walk at higher levels. And as we walk in higher levels of joy, we're probably like a toddler trying to learn to walk. We're going to fall down a little bit. Wow. Hey, you know, this is this is such a exciting message for me. My joy level is not another's responsibility. I'm not going to be looking to other people to constantly fill my needs. You know, I get married and Wendy and I, we realize we don't fully meet each other's needs, but we're, we understand that, that the needs we, that we can't meet in each other, God's going to meet them in, in other incredible ways. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. And I want to just say this. If, if these messages are blessing you, these podcasts, and I, I travel and I get to meet so many of you, and you, know, you just come up and say hi, and I love it. If you don't know where we're traveling, sign up for our newsletter, ignitinghope.com. And you can sign up there, and then we send uh, within 200 miles of where I'm going to be 
we send out an email that you're going to get. And it's amazing what, what the MailChimp program can do, but we can let you know. Love to see you. Thanks. You know, again, pass these on. If these are blessing to you, pass them on to others. Remember about our belief training that we have at here at Igniting Hope. And also, if you want to financially sow, and I, I mention this very rarely, but I do want to mention it every once in a while. If you want to financially sow and bless Igniting Hope, you can do that. There's a way to give on our website. Hey, remember this. Your, uh, our hope level determines our influence level. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only people who do not have hope. And I believe this after love. Hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. God showed Ezekiel a valley of very dry bones, and he asked Ezekiel a question. Hey, Ezekiel, can these bones live? What do you think? Because what you think is going to determine what I can do. And God said, Ezekiel, you prophesy to the bones. He didn't say, watch me prophesy. I said, you prophesy. Because God has to partner with somebody who has hope to accomplish his will. And remember this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. You know, pretty much for everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. <laughs> you know, too many issues, too much attention in the world, too, too many, uh, you know, difficulties that we're facing. Maybe some of you are tired, family disappointed. Listen, the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's no convenient season to stir up joy. And I say this over you today. Today's the day. Stir it up. Rejoice. Thank Him right now. Just, if you can, just lift a hand or lift your hands. Just start praising Him and thanking Him and stirring it up. Rejoice in the Lord always, Paul said. And again, I say, rejoice. God bless you. Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. And I am looking forward to having you with us again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministry. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.